Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the RC Report. I am back here, and this is a special edition because we are going to talk about my favorite movie in a long, long time, and that is Spider-Man No Way From Home. I think for me, it, gosh, I think that's the best feeling I've had leaving a movie in a long time. And I'm joined by a very smart guy. Uh, I've seen his comments. I think I first saw him in the Ringer basketball group, but he's in the Ringerverse group, literally in the Ringerverse group, but kind of in all the Ringer groups that I'm in. And I, he was smart, so I invited him to my groups. And Justin, I lost our, your pronunciation of your last name because we were, when we started talking, but I'm trying to remember it, Justin Percal. Percal, one extra syllable. Percal, I was close. See, you we were, were close, yeah, we much better than most people. I lost it once we, uh, we had our little side talk right before about Jason Whitlock. <laughs> I lost it. I had it. I opening. Lost it. But uh, the people that are longtime listeners know that he, Jason Whitlock once appeared on this podcast feed. But I'm not going to belabor that point. Justin, you do. I like you. You should do. It's close to 10 thoughts, if not 10 thoughts on. Uh, and it usually superhero shows when I see it in on the yep. in the watch group in the Ringerverse. You don't do it in mine, but you can do them in mine. But your thoughts on uh, superhero geek culture type shows. And I like that. So I wanted to go through your thoughts about uh, almost, call, I keep wanting to call it Into the Spider-Verse because <laughs> it's that, but about Spider-Man No Way From Home. But first, what um, what'd you think of the movie overall? So uh, I guess the best way to, to talk about it and actually it goes into like the very first point, like this is Spider-Man's endgame. And what I mean by that is that this is less a movie and more of an event. Like, if it, like, yes, it is a movie. You could see this movie without having seen any of the other Spider-Man movies. And you'd walk away thinking, this is a pretty, pretty full movie. And uh, it's still, like, it, it fulfills the basic functions of a good movie, regardless of, you know, genre or whatever. It's, it's, it's a satisfying watch. But... If you have seen the other movies across franchises, then this is something that is unprecedented, um, at least on the movie side. Um, so, like you, we've never seen different franchises on the big screen come together like this and come together this seamlessly um, and pull it off. Um, so. It's and this is why this is this is one of those movies where um, you really do have to see it in the theater. Like Endgame yeah, is necessary. Yeah, I mean, one of was my big regrets was it rowdy, kind of loud, and a lot of cheering. Uh, so I went. I couldn't get into the Friday showings. Couldn't get into the Saturday showings. Oh wow! So I had to settle in for the Sunday morning showing, <laughs> which was still packed. Still packed I bet. But, but it was. Um, not really the hooting, hollering crowd. I definitely saw babies. Young people. You're not gonna have. Yeah. I call you old, but we're close enough to the same. You're not gonna have the kid. But I have a eight. So those guys aren't getting up at that early to see a movie. No, no. So, <laughs> so no. I mean, it was a packed crowd. I mean, it was a full house. Um, but uh, and they definitely reacted at the moments you thought they were going to react, like you would expect them to react yeah. at. But it wasn't like those end game theater reaction videos yeah. that you see, where like people are like. You can hear them losing their minds over this. You can see them being like very appreciative about all the 
all the stuff that happened that had never happened before in the, in the movie. Kind of a golf crowd, kind of golf tennis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I don't think anybody was unhappy, but I definitely recall that uh, my crowd did not burst into applause after the movie was over. And I know that's the mark of a bad theater crowd because <laughs> when I saw Man of Steel in the theater on a Friday night, opening night, the crowd burst into applause twice. The second time was when the movie was over. The first time was when, spoiler alert, Superman snapped Zod's neck. Oh, God. They burst into, and I was one of them. I mean, I was caught in the moment. I guess he kind of deserved it, but. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but like, I mean, like, it, it's one of that, you know, mob mentality. And that's the thing about this movie is that you want to be in the crowd when these moments happen. Even if it is a polite crowd, it's still better than, you need you know, it. Yeah, you no need crowd. the audience. It's, a, it's like a sporting event. My crowd was very, not rowdy, but very energetic. They, they, they clapped after the Batman trailer. And maybe one day we'll discuss that. I'm not as thrilled as that. But they clapped after the Batman trailer. And then I don't know if it was like as a lark because they were clapping at the Batman trailer. They clapped at the Pepsi commercial when the soda got poured into the <laughs> I mean, I always thought uh, Bruce yeah, Wayne really was, uh, I always thought Bruce Wayne was, you know, clearly, you know, supposed to be molded after Kurt Cobain, even though there's like, you know, decades between them and yeah, that's that, yeah, that part that didn't make me think better of the movie. But uh so yeah, my crowd was I think it's a sound but I don't think he's serious. I don't know. Did you read it? It looked he looked like he was serious. The uh Reeves. But I my crowd was really loud. They were really into it. And then by, like you said, mob mentality, I was annoyed, annoyed, grumpy old man. And then by the time some of the reveals came, I'm clapping, I'm cheering, I'm hooting, and I'm hollering. I'm like, this is what I should be. Like, why am I being all frumpy? And you're supposed to enjoy it. Like, these kids are enjoying it. Instead of, like, inside, I'm feeling that. But I was like, yeah, by the end of it, I'm like, when, when Garfield showed, and hopefully, if you're not dumb enough to listen to this podcast and not realize, I hate when people do spoiler alerts, but I, mean, I guess you should know that there's going to be spoilers, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> there are going to be spoilers. And on my podcast, people, I'll tell you if it's a, if a spoiler free, but basically it's going to be spoilers if I'm talking about a damn movie. But I did think it was the culmination of a lot of things. Uh, I thought that when I walked out, I was like, this is Spider-Man Endgame. This is, if you were around in 2002, I believe, for Spider-Man 1, you saw Spider-Man 2, 3, mm-hmm. and you saw the Garfields, and you saw this. This is the culmination of all yep. of that stuff just like Endgame. And a little bit off the table, what we were saying, do you think there's another hero that we could do this with? I guess, based on the movies that have been made, do you think that, it, I don't think any other superhero could have- you mentioned that. I was, th- I was thinking about this actually, because, um, so, so uh, as usual, uh, DC does it first, Marvel does it better. Um, so, uh, this is actually, so a version of this has already happened. Um, so I know everyone likes to, you know, shit on the CW and rightfully so. I mean, in movies, not TV. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying like, as a concept, as a concept, it's been done before. And yeah, so for example, uh, CW did Crisis on Infinite Earths as a TV crossover where you had Brandon Routh, who was a movie Superman. They did, do, they did the literally role. do it, though. Even Lucifer, you're right. I see what you're saying. But, yeah, and then it, and then you had you know Tyler Hecklin, who's killing it on Superman and Lois. But this was before that, he, where he was still basically a supporting character on Supergirl, which was Supergirl, a much right? more yeah. version. Um, but you had those two meet, but that didn't have anywhere near the resonance because, I mean, the audience really didn't 
know Tyler Hecklin and Brendan Routh was not well received as a Superman. So it's not the same thing, even quality wise. Didn't, uh, but, yeah, I mean, but Tom, here's the thing. Uh, was it Welling? Was Tom Welling in it too? Yes, he was. But Showed once up. again, he did not don the suit. He, in fact, he, spoiler alert for this. No, spoiler alert for this. His super, his Superman gave up all his powers so he could raise kids. And he's just a normal dude in the crossover. That's it. And I was like, yep, that tracks. That's, that's Tom Welling. They didn't finish Superman 2 on that one. Oh, nope. <laughs> his life nope. kind of, that's funny. But yeah, I, did, I, could, I can't be able to see that. But yeah, they, 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 I could see it as like a TV thing or animated thing, but something of this scope to me is just- No, amazing. unprecedented, unprecedented. This, this has never been done on the scale, no. At least in movies, Spider-Man's the most marketable superhero as far as movies individually, because he's had three different, maybe you could say Batman. Ah, Actually, wait, let's see here, hold on. I, so in the 21st century, Spider-Man has had, so he's, from 2002 to now, he's had nine movies counting into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's like a movie every two years. That's wild, right? Yeah. He's, he, probably because he's the most relatable of the, I would say, if you counted both companies, the big three as far as popularity are probably Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Yeah, kid. I mean that's that's the real trinity. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder they, Woman, like always the Wonder Woman. Those are the three. Wonder Woman, but everybody's uh, coming to the movie theater, no matter what, to see yep. those three. It, it, it doesn't matter, you know. Everybody's coming. But uh, moving on to your next point, I thought also was a it was a good point, and you said, and and again, these were thoughts I was having as the movie ended. But you basically you said that Into the Spider Verse, the animated Sony movie. If you have not seen that, people, you need to see that. I think. It's the greatest superhero, superhero movie I think I've ever seen. And when I'm saying superhero, superhero movie, like it, the, Bat, the the Nolan series is amazing, but it's kind of more than a superhero movie. Like they're kind of, they're trying to make it, you know, like as far as the pulpy superhero from the comics kind of movie, it's a superhero. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but. No, no, I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm taking a step further. I'm saying Into the Spider-Verse is the best superhero movie made no qualifications because wow. it embraces everything about its origins. It is not a it is not ashamed of being a comic book movie. It's definitely not. It's yeah. not ashamed of like all the ridiculousness. Dark Knight is a great movie that is so obsessed with being grounded in realism almost yeah. to a fault. It's like, you know, I don't want to see real that much realism in my comic <laughs> book movies. If I want that much realism, I'll watch a mob movie or a cop movie. And even that's not realistic that, that yeah. much. So, I mean, but in terms of just sheer joy and sheer just, like, this is everything the character has been. This is what it could be. This is, like, you know, what this is... Coming, is even, you know, with, yeah, what is this now, is what it's becoming, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, this is, like, you know, bringing in more people. I mean, the whole thing, anyone can wear the mask if you get bitten by a radioactive spider. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, th th that's kind of a huge caveat. But, I mean, like, like that message, I mean... I think Into the Spider-Verse is going to be one of those movies that joins Superman the movie and The Dark Knight in being preserved in the Library of Congress. Like, those are the only two superhero movies currently in there. Spider-Verse is definitely going to be the third one. It's amazing. That's and so you were saying that it was given a stiff competition. You still have Into the Spider-Verse. And I feel yeah. like that too. I was talking to my son afterwards. And I was saying, I still, I was like, it's a tie. And I'm like, no, Into the Spider-Verse. The only thing about No Way From Home is... I had such anticipation for it and it exceeded my expectations. I had no, um, I wasn't hyped for Into the Spider-Verse. I was like, well, let's see what they're doing. 
And you know, when something when you don't expect something, it's different than when you go in having sky high expectations. But I would still give Enter the Spider Verse uh, a little edge over it, but mm-hmm. it, it's not that far away. It's close. no, no, it's not. I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of like which movie do you think is better? Do you think Endgame is better, or do you think let's say Winter Soldier is better? Because both in Picture Cap, yeah, Soldier is probably the better Cap movie, but Endgame so has stuff. probably the better Cap moment. Yeah, so, it's almost a cheat because you get it. It's building on the back of all yeah, of and movies. and and that's why I have Inter Spider Verse over uh, No Way Home because you don't need to have seen anything else. In fact, it helps if you haven't seen anything else, probably because like it's just a solid story, beginning, middle, end, and I mean, obviously the sequels will probably change that a little bit because Across the Spider Verse is coming. I think it's called Across the Spider Verse. Um, so. That's the sequel's name, which and like you know. Spoiler alert for a trailer that's already dropped. I mean, Spider-Man 2099 is at least shown in it. So they're bringing in even more people. So like, I'm super hyped to see that. I'll definitely in the theaters for that one. Also, and it can't be stated enough, Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack just absolutely kicks What's up, Danger? And and, and the art too, I think, what made it so good of Miles and the art that he had i mean i felt that yeah. this is the third holland movie so there's been some arc and definitely there was an arc but it wasn't a becoming spider-man arc which is more joyous it was a this is the sit well it was a becoming spider-man arc weirdly at the end it was, it was weirdly depressing. Like, it was a yeah. depressing becoming spider-man arc i guess yeah yeah most of I mean, it wasn't focused on that i guess yeah well i mean it, it's weirdly kind of like two movies because really uh, yeah because, like, I mean, there, there's the part up until, and we did say spoiler alert for this movie. We don't even have to, yeah, we, we're good. Don't even say it. Oh, okay, say it. So, so the part from when is, so it picks up from right after where Far From Home stops, like, literally right at that yeah. same moment. And then up to when Aunt May dies. It is something else, yep. Yeah, and, like, I mean, that's that's one movie. And at that point, like, right at the point where she dies, you're kind of, I'm starting to think to myself, uh, I don't know if they're going to stick the landing here. There's a lot going on. And that. what are they going to do here? And I honestly thought, that, and then Andrew Garfield shows up and then Tobey Maguire shows up and it like, it hits, those moments hit like the way you think they're going to. I honestly thought this was going to be like a five minute cameo of them, of them just giving advice and maybe making some jokes about web shooters. Mm-hmm. And uh, then going back to their own universes, say, "Hey, you got this." And then Spider, and then uh, Tom Holland, you know, goes off on his own. That's not what happened, yeah, like at all. Out. So, I mean, so that that's an example of subverting expectations because, like, I thought it was just going to be like a rumor that they're going to use to pull people in, and here's your nostalgia, and now back to this, you know, back to this there conclusion was some of this story about it, Marvel, which I really appreciate now. They were really coy about it. The actors were coy about it. I think someone said they saw Tom Holland, not Tom Holland, uh, Andrew Garfield. Like there was a picture on the set, but there wasn't a lot. No, no, and like it was, it was one of those things where if you didn't want to be spoiled, you could avoid, you could actually avoid being spoiled. But I mean, nobody was surprised that they were in the movie. I mean, like that's that's what kind of bums me out. Is like there is in this internet age, they could not have kept that under wraps if those guys were going to be in the movie for as long as they were. If it was a five-minute cameo, yeah, they probably could have. If yeah. it's for half the movie, no. No, no. 
And I, I, I was starting, I was like, well, maybe they're really, I mean, I knew the Garfield, he was really coy about it. So I was like, well, maybe he's not going to be in it. The longer it went, then of course, when I saw him, I was like, I was like, but no, it's so obvious the tea leaves are there, what they're doing right. or whatever. Why would you even make a Spider-Man movie like this and bring back the villains and not bring back the Spider-Mans? Like, right. like that's like some shit they would do in the 90s, maybe. Like they would do yeah. something to, like, but in this day and age where fandoms are so rad, but you couldn't make this kind of movie bringing all these people back and not bring back the other two Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, like, yeah, like, like I, I was still going to be like, okay, is this going to be like another Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, where there were too many, there was too much stuff it going on. It could have been. And they like, you know, like it, it fell apart at the end. And thankfully there was no weird ass dancing. Um, so like, <laughs> that's, I mean that's that's gonna be forever where the floor is for Spider-Man movies. Was there was there bad dancing? No, then it's above Spider-Man three. <laughs> so I mean that's that's how I judge it anyway. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, yeah, I like uh, the the three Spider-Man together uh, was. I mean, I bought it. I, I bought every single second of it. Seeing them in action and then regrouping and, and playing off each other, it was great. Uh, your third point was that you said you had a tough time believing so many civilians in the MCU would immediately forget all Spider-Man did in favor of their new hero, Mysterio's lies. And, and like they suddenly would remember January 6th in real life. <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, yeah, you know what? Never mind. Too many people <laughs> can be manipulating to believe in anything. On that one, I thought, I disagreed on this one. I thought to a degree they showed kind of how polarized society is now. There were people that believed them, and then there were people that were like, I almost said Thanos was right, wrong show, but um, it was say Mysterio was right. So they, like, even when he was coming down to school, I felt like they tried to show you, and and, and with his teachers and, and principal and everything, some people liked him, some people did. Some people believed Mysterio, some people didn't. Hamill Rose is a hater. You know the anti, you know the anti-vaxxers would think he did it. I think I, I think there were probably some analogies there if you if you wanted to see you them. Wanted to look, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, he but, did. He did. Uh, I can't remember on um, Far From Home. Did he have? Did he just say it, or did he have Peter? He was on tape, but he didn't show any evidence that Peter was Spider Man. Did he? No, no, yeah. um, the, no. He just. I think he just said it, and then J. Jonas Jameson. So this is probably the one nitpick um not the one nitpick i mean i have a couple nitpicks yeah, with this movie yeah. that i didn't bother to mention because the the highs are so much higher than the lows yeah, you don't low. remember them but like i mean uh jay john jameson like turning into like alex jones um they were headed that way though you gotta admit it was headed that way since he was on there yeah, i mean i just feel like well it, it went from bill o'reilly to alex jones and that is a continuum Oh, at least yeah. old Bill O'Reilly was. Yeah, but I mean, I, I always thought that the best J. Jonah Jameson, and it wasn't necessarily on screen, but any any of the best versions of him, uh, they always had um, Robbie Robertson, who was always there to sort of like the pull him back yeah. from being, him, like, being too crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think the movies ever had a Robbie Robertson. I can't remember. I don't think it, it was quick if he was in one. Yeah, and, and clearly a non-factor, even, even if he was there. So there's nobody to like rein in his worst impulses. So it becomes a full-on villain. Whereas, like in the comics, at least the ones that I remember, he was, he was like basically white Stephen A. Smith. You know, he was he like come to Jesus moments. He would, he would, somebody would check him, or he would realize, or in the end, 
depending on if they showed that he fit out, he was found out he was Peter. But even in the first trilogy, Green Goblin comes after him. He's like, uh, who takes the pictures of Spider-Man? And he covers, he's like, I don't know. Like he still had a good heart. But yeah, yeah. what I saw from this, what I look at it as, and they stole it from the video game too, because there's this, that, that's how he is in the Spider-Man video game. But oh. he, because he's just like constantly in the background doing the Bill O'Reilly show in the video game. But I see it as just like a sign of the times. And I like the Jonah that you're talking about, but it does kind of show you the cable news, the blogger, yeah. the, the, the... Oh, yeah, no, I mean... Where it's, we are, you know? And yeah, Jonah, it, it, maybe Jonah deserves better than that, but it is a small quote. I know what you're saying. Got yeah, me. I mean, like, it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie at all, but also it's just like, why should he be bald? And seriously, why are all the bald guys bad? So, <laughs> I mean, like, out of this i think that's on true tv tropes.com sometimes i go to that for the tropes i think they do have like a that's ball. why i can't wait for uh dwayne john like the rocks black adam movie yeah but, like, some, yeah but he's a ball people to be good uh but i do think there is time for redemption i think and we're a little bit ahead of ourselves with the reboot but with the reboot there is the potential for him to, to somehow maybe work for him in some way or yeah, or or he's giving him pictures and he finds out and there's potential yeah. where he can, the character can be redeemed. Because I think if you love Spider-Man, you have a soft spot, ironically, <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for Jonah Jameson. Uh, your number four, four point or thought was the fallout to having a secret identity made public was a big reminder why so few heroes still bother with them anymore. In parentheses, Peter Parker, Bruce Wayne, and Clark Kent are the only major ones left for whom a secret identity is a huge part. Now you mean just like in 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 movies or not in comics? Well, I mean, no, I mean like just like franchise overall. Like okay. I mean, every other major superhero has shown that they can go with a public identity for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, like Wonder Woman just didn't just didn't have a secret identity. Uh, Wally West had a public identity as the Flash for like twenty years real time. Uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart, and Guy Gardner didn't wear masks everyone knew who they were i think um the new one uh jessica cruz and uh there's a there's another one uh joe moulin i think her name is hmm. like everyone knows who yeah. like they don't I, wear masks everyone knows who they are daredevil's been outed by bendis uh he bendis out the same trick he recently outed superman i haven't been following it but i did read that issue yeah i mean i don't like that's a topic for another time i i think that's <laughs> that's a huge I'm just gonna say I think there's another crisis coming, and they're gonna do another hard reboot because that's what DC I does. Think so too. That they always do that. I feel like that's what kind of when I stopped reading DC comics because they just constantly reboot. I can't keep up with that. I'm a grown ass man. I have kids. I'm a yeah. kid. They're grown out. I can't keep up with all that. Uh, but yeah, in general, you're gonna see Peter Parker because every time they've done it with Peter Parker in the comics, they they went back on it. Yeah, I mean, like somehow the toothpaste goes back into the tube because yeah. you you lose so much storytelling potential when their heroes full-time and this is kind of a problem i see with mar with the mcu in particular and for what for when i watched it uh the cw verse where if you're a hero full-time and you don't do the whole i have to lie to protect which you know it's a trope and you know it's an established one but now you see the the fallout from that in terms of writing is that well then if you don't have a secret identity, then all your close people have to be superheroes themselves or government agents yeah. or able to defend themselves in case they, they're targets. And I watched the last season of Supergirl and literally <laughs> everybody on that show either <laughs> an alien or got magic powers Great. or had a suit of armor 
or was a witch or, or something. It's a, great, it's a great writing plot uh, or, or a tension between keeping that secret and you can get a lot of episodes or a lot of issues or a lot of screen time out of that secret. And then finally, when you reveal it, it's almost like uh, for superheroes, that's almost like a relationship show where there's sexual tension. So mm-hmm. once you become a, uh, a once you become a couple, show's over. Nobody wants to see it because the whole show was trying the tension of becoming it. So once you do it, it 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 is about it's almost the end of the show. Yes, yeah. superheroes. Yeah, I mean, like Smallville kind of did that when when like he finally told Lois who he was. It it fundamentally became a different show after that because once she knew, uh, then it was basically Superman, you know, in training. But. Um, but yeah, but 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 the other thing is is that when they don't have a secret identity, you no longer have civilians. Like civilians tend to drop off once it's a public identity. Like yeah. you don't have the person who yeah. works, you know, like at the newspaper or at the bank or actually I don't really know where else other like you know superheroes tend to work at once they have a public identity. Uh, but well, the rich ones, the common person, they have their own. A lot of them have their own company. The rich ones. Yeah, yeah. So working or, class guys. Yeah. Right, you know, so, a lot of CEOs you know, running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tons of tons of billionaires. Are yeah, these for some reason, yeah. I mean, just uh, inherited uh, So yeah, I thought, I thought that was a really good point. Uh, this this was the first time that I realized my movie theater was going to be kind of lit. Besides the uh, the trailers, Charlie Cox came as Matt Murdock, and I was happy to see him. I was not surprised, but it was cool. No, and- no well, I mean, because like this also got like again this this movie is going to be held up as an example of the most satisfying least surprising movie ever like because everybody knew what was coming and it did not really matter too much because they managed to pull it off in a way that was just like i'm glad they did this i mean i don't care that i thought it might happen like it they they did it in a way that was you know i mean i feel like that it was earned everything about this movie with maybe one nitpick on this uh felt like it was earned either in this movie or in previous movies uh the one being that like um ned saying that his that his grandma to always told him he was magic that seems like some bullshit they pulled out of thin air uh for this movie <laughs> but uh but i mean whatever it's fine it's fine and it no, I mean, off. there was a little payoff too i mean it was kind of trying to tell it the graph but it was cute it was all right i always want to call I mean, the game I would have been fine with it if they had just said if he had said that that one line in either of the two movies prior to later on or something. Yeah, yeah. Then then like then it's like oh now now it pays off. It's just sort of like okay you made this up so that you can open a portal and I mean I don't, I don't care how they got there they got there. So I'm not yeah. looking for much for size Legos and Star Wars jokes and comic relief. So anything I'm not my bar is not yeah. really high for him. But it would be cool. Now this is like speculation and craziness. But like. W- that little seed they dropped about the best friend turning on him in the Toby verse, it like that would be weird. But I, the more I think about, it, I'd almost be here for it if he like became the Green Goblin or like an enemy. or like the Hobgoblin or whatever. Yeah. Well, he could be the Hobgoblin. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because um, Holland Spider Man can't fight the Green Goblin anymore. I mean, like Defoe. First of all, uh, you talk about following in Heath Ledger's footsteps as a Joker. Who wants to follow and will yeah, nobody, nobody as the Green Goblin? I mean, especially after he did it like 20 years apart and still killed it both times. Well, Franco couldn't follow him back, what, 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So, you know, you know, he's not going to be able to. So, yeah, you couldn't really do it. But if somehow he became an enemy 
that would be interesting. I don't know if that would be like well, because they're not friends anymore. So yeah, yeah. And then I could see them fighting over MJ and there being tension. They kind of left it ambiguous if if they're just friends with if yeah. Like, I mean, like they have to play that together. very carefully though. I mean, because yeah. like like if they play it wrong and it's just like oh, like you know the uh like the uh, asian guy can't get a girl that's a that's another trope yeah we that, don't want to do that yeah yeah i'm talking so, he would get a girl you know he would get her you know and then right. maybe yeah i don't know how yeah that wouldn't be yeah like yeah so, so i mean this is this is what they're paid the big bucks to figure out and we just consume but um but yeah no i mean there there's definitely ways they can go in terms of uh you know new villains and and so forth but uh, Holland's never fighting another Green Goblin again. No, they can't. You you really can't. You, you, unless, I mean, maybe they brought a Harry, but that would be weird. You're right. I don't think you can. And nobody was begging, as you notice, nobody was begging for James Franco to come back. I've never heard one person say, hey, uh, how come James Franco wasn't one of the villains? I, I, I don't care. We're fine. I mean, we're already <laughs> overstuffed as it was. We're good. Uh, the MCU, you, your sixth point was the MCU has never featured Uncle Ben, which I, you know, I thought about that. I didn't realize... I didn't realize how much they kind of skirted over Peter's backstory, but each one did feature an elder male authority figure. This was a good point. Uh, Homecoming had Tony Stark. Uh, Far Away From Home had Nick Fury. And No Way Home had Doctor Strange, who was like the worst of those authority figures, by the way. Um, it'll be I'm not convinced that was the real Doctor Strange. So. Jesus. He was, you, you don't think it is? I mean, I'm thinking that like maybe it's a variant or maybe that doesn't know it's a variant. I mean, because like that was super irresponsible what he did. The whole movie is like you were the Sorcerer Supreme and you're going to effectively like, you know, affect the world for one kid's, you know, wish. Gonna affect it like that. I don't know. I'm not a big Doctor Strange guy. Something about certain characters just turn me off. It's one of the few MCU movies I haven't seen. Haven't seen Doctor Strange. I could never get into comic books. It's kind of, I can I just can't I can't get into them. I liked him in Infinity War. That was is good. it is it the magic thing that has like you know no rules whatsoever? He <laughs> or... <laughs> just seems weird and dorky and de- it doesn't work. Like magic doesn't bother me. Um, I, well maybe in my comic book magic movie. magic and science fiction mixing is kind of weird to pull off. That, that is weird, and they tried to kind of science try to give an explanation to because a lot of scientists were in that room when they had them captured and they're all like just magic magic but so maybe it's the magic thing with um mixing it with my superheroes i don't mind magic that much independently i didn't care about yeah. it in game of thrones well i mean also part of it is is that like with him it's like he's kind of a cosmic figure and he kind of makes everyone else look yeah. i mean there's a scale look insignificant and you don't really want that for your superheroes like you want them to be on a level playing field if they're going to play together at all. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of why that whole... If you um, type Superman, it's a Superman problem. But yeah, but just something about the character, and I've never been able to put my finger on it, but just wherever there's Doctor Strange, I generally avoid. Like, I probably want to see Doctor Strange 2, or if I do see it, I'll just wait till it comes out on, on, on Disney Plus or something. But it's not sure. something I'm going to rush to go see. Uh, but yeah, I thought that. But, but it, I mean, it is funny that Peter is uh he's all alone now. Where do you where do you think they go from there? He won't have a Nick Fury, he won't have a Tony Stark, he won't even have a Doctor Strange. And this is more like uh I'm hoping that it's a finally we get, because I don't think we've really gotten it. Maybe the Garfield movies, which are kind of white from my mind, but like a street level Spider-Man, which I think most Spider-Man, Spider-Man fans prefer. 
I think that I think the main point of this, so stepping away from the whole, you know, Sony wants Spider-Man back in its own sandbox very, very badly. And, um, you know, uh, I think Tom Holland has one more MCU appearance in his contract. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Spider-Man movie. It can just be like another Avengers or a guest appearance somewhere. But uh, I think going forward, um, this is like back to basic Spider-Man where he's poor. He's, I don't think he'll be friendless, but he definitely has no connections. He can't call on the Avengers. He can't call on Dr. Strange. He can't call on anybody. So uh, he doesn't have, you know, Aunt May. He has no family. Which always bothered me. He has too many gadgets. Like, dude, he's Spider-Man. Like every Spider-Man comic I've read growing up, He's getting the shit beat out of him. His costume's getting torn away. Yeah. And it's just a regular old costume, you know. And some, and just because it was MCU, it was cool. But my Spider-Man is hand to hand in the neighborhood. Got to find a way to sew it back together. He's not destitute, but he's down on his luck generally, you know. Yeah, well, and, I mean, that's that's the eternal appeal of him. Is that it's like, what if you got superpowers and literally nothing else? You yeah, didn't get yeah. money. You didn't get connections. You didn't. You didn't even get a suit. <laughs> like you had to make your own suit. Yeah. I mean, it's just a right. The reason why we can say it. The reason why Spider-Man has enduring appeal is that he's the everyman. He's the yep. every kid. So, but if you give him all, if he's the, what I thought they were going to do is make him the next Tony Stark. And I was fine with that with the MCU. But I do like. I don't necessarily know if I liked how they did the spell, but I, I like what it what it's going to lead to is him being back to basics like you said spider-man yeah i mean i don't think he's so like uh i've definitely been wondering that like this question is like did it erase all evidence of peter parker existing or did it just make everyone forget their own personal relationship with peter parker because if it erased his social security number his birth certificate he can't get a job but he had to get a ged though he had to get a ged so that tells me that so possibly it was erased so time passed, and you wouldn't still need a GED unless, like, even if you you had one year you missed of school and it wasn't that long, you would be able to just go back and finish your senior year somewhere. GED, unless, but unless, oh. like, the, so I think what it is is that. So my theory, and I don't have anything uh-huh. to concretely to back this up, is that it simply erased like everyone's personal memory, but all his. Record. All his historical stuff, all his stuff in the cloud, all his, like he still exists, but nobody can vouch for him. So he still has whatever money he had in his bank account. That's still there. His his birth certificate, his birth certificate, his social security stuff. That's still there. He dropped out of high school because he couldn't. Um, my theory is that he couldn't stand to be around MJ. That makes sense. That makes sense. With, with her not knowing who she is. And he just needed to start fresh. And he has no family now. So, I mean. I'm presuming that, uh, you know, something happened with Aunt May's apartment or house. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, why would you live, go move to a much shittier place? I do think, well, he doesn't have the money to do anything. And he, I guess maybe he wouldn't be left the money because of that. But I, I do think it's what you're saying. It's like a mind wipe. If you have yeah. previous knowledge, it's a mental thing, not a society. Yeah, and Spider-Man's, not, and people's memory of Spider-Man still exists. That hasn't changed. Everyone remembers Spider-Man. Yeah, they don't, just don't nobody remembers who he is behind the mask. Yeah. So, so it does Peter Parker no good to say I'm Spider-Man unless he wants to go through the whole thing again of like, <laughs> you know. hey, I, I'm, I'm Spider-Man, guys. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with that. I think it's like a memory wipe kind of thing. Yep. And it's probably, they're working out the kinks. They'll figure out how, to, how it applies or whatever. Right. Uh, the, the villains were great. They carried the first half of the movie, I think, before uh, 
before we got our Spider-Man. Uh, you said Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro. Jamie Foxx is really good, better than he definitely was. An amazing Spider-Man. Sandman and Lizard all got to make use of their limited time on screen. Well, lots of nostalgia. I, I, I think, what was your favorite, like, villain moment? Villain, well, okay, like villains being villains or villains being on screen because they're two different Just things. Just they were on screen, did these characters that we. Uh, well, honestly, honestly, it was Doc Ock turning good again. Like, you know, like, was... like it, in the heat of battle where like you thought he had gone bad, like, like the chip had failed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty... Like, I mean, that was like, oh, shoot. so like when he goes back, maybe he can avoid his fate and like not die fighting Spider Man. Um, the Lizard was good because he was shown so little. Like, if he had been, like, the bulk of this, I would have been disappointed because the Lizard, even in his own movie, was not that compelling. He's trash. But the way he was used here was... Kurt was, really was trash. But I, I will say, in the cartoon, in the uh, in the animated cartoon, the first one that they did, not the first one, but first one. The, the 90s one? Yeah, the 90s one. Oh, yeah, no, no. That was great. All right. He was all right. But most of the time, yeah. and in the comic, he'd be all right. But anywhere else, Kurt Connors... It's trash. Well, yeah, because like I mean, his like like his his motivation was to turn everybody into lizards, which yeah, is like, hilarious, what? but not really, you know. <laughs> it's fuck? and he's like a low rent Doc Ock, and Doc Ock is cool enough for being a scientist yeah. thing, and so yeah, I, yeah. I'm not feeling it. No, I, I mean, I'm glad that like Doc Ock and uh, Green Goblin commanded the majority of of the villains as well. They should have. They're 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 probably the two best Spider-Man villains. I mean, in general, anyway. Venom is sort of I like Venom, not really yeah. a villain anymore. So yeah, it kind of goes back and forth anyway. They're yeah. definitely going to market him for Sony. Uh, my favorite moment was, and it was just, and I saw, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the trailer, but just that uh, the ball, the, the jack-o'-lantern. Pumpkin bomb? Or the, yeah, the, what do you call them? I can't remember. Pumpkin bomb? Yeah, yeah, pumpkin bomb. The pumpkin bombs, it's been, so, see, it's been that long. Uh, pumpkin bomb, when it started bouncing on the bridge, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh shit! There he is. And I knew he was there, but it was just like in the theater. It just grew. It's like, like daddy's home. Like the villain yeah. of the villains is here. You know? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, yeah. He, no. Green Goblin's the best. And he Spider-Man went all ability. out and made up like. And one of the things I really enjoyed about it is it took it back to those fights, and I enjoyed those fights in the original Spider-Man trilogy. I mean, these are fisticuff fights. Yep. They were even in a building. He power bombed him one time through a couple of stories. Yeah, uh, no, no. I mean, that great fight. Last fight with with uh, with Norman and uh, Peter, but it's Tom Holland. Like it was punching. It's like superhero comics, mm-hmm. especially Spider Man's hand to hand. It's not. He's got a lot of powers, but he's not like it's not Incredible Hulk when he should throw you a mile. They're fighting. Right. In the city. They're fighting in buildings, and it was just brutal up close fighting. And they kind of went back to that, which I liked. As far as when he fought the Green Goblin, yeah, I mean, as far as arch enemies go, Green Goblin has a Green Goblin is actually he's got he's got like the best of all worlds in that he's got he's like part Lex Luthor, part the Joker, and like you know he's part Spider Man. You can like he yeah. can actually throw down without any power ups, without any power ups. Oh, sorry, uh, hold on okay, a it happens. Uh, Eddie, okay, here, come here, Eddie, here, we got a daddy moment here. I, uh, close the door. Close the door. Eddie, close the door. 
sorry about that. I, my kids used to, uh, when my kids were about that age, well, maybe five years ago, six years ago, they would uh, slip notes on the door when I was podcasting because I was doing it so often. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to invent the kind of system for that if I ever do this again. <laughs> they were like, um, they said, Daddy, you know, but yeah, uh, we were talking about the Green Goblin being the best of both worlds. And my other yeah. host, man, Alan, his, he's got a three year his baby's every his baby's in the podcast. He's like a character in our podcast. <laughs> so don't worry about it. But you, know, you say he's the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, so, so like you know, he's he, he's got the he's got the um like like the uh, rich dude. He's got the crazy dude, and then he's got like the fighter, which fight, Mike yeah. and Joker don't have. So I mean, like Joker can't throw down with Batman one on one. Luther can't throw down with Superman one on one. But Green Goblin can absolutely throw down with Spider Man one on one. Yeah, it was great. I really did. And then shout out to Jamie Foxx. They just let Jamie Foxx be Jamie Foxx, and it was hilarious. And it was great. Yeah, funny. And yeah, I mean, like, like uh, honestly, it, like, I, I mean, it was, yeah, it was Jamie Foxx being Jamie. Like, as soon as you said, as soon as you said that butt-ass naked line, I was like, okay, this is Jamie Foxx playing Jamie Foxx, and I'm fine. That's that's great because I didn't really care for the Spider-Man Two version too much. Yeah. Of of uh, of Electro. Yeah. I, I can barely recall what, what he was like. He didn't leave that much of an impression. I think there was, I think, if I'm trying to remember, I think he did say, I thought you were black in that movie too. Or like, or he said, made a joke about him being black. And I think that was what a reference was. And then they turned it into the Miles reference. But I, I mean, it was good. It was good. It was just Jamie Foxx. That's probably what they should have done anyway to make it a little more funny. But they kind of went the, uh, the silly route. And it was just, ugh. again, I'm not a fan of the Garfield uh spider-man movies you know i never had a problem with garfield himself with the movie. No, no i mean no garfield's a great peter parker he's a great spider-man it's just uh the writing on those movies in too many places wasn't that great and they had to live in the shadow of the other ones and the other ones went through some villains so it's kind of hard do you want to repeat villains or do you want to go new and it, they were in a bad spot they were the middle child yeah, but and, and it kind of speaks to Spider-Man's Rose Gallery. I mean, everyone rightfully gives Batman the props for having the best Rose Gallery in fiction. Spider-Man's Spider right there. very close number two. Especially He's if you a, read the comics. He's right there. Yeah, because like he did like up until this movie, they did not reuse a single supervillain. Like they yeah. just all right, next man up, next man up, next man and up. They didn't even use Carnage or anything. I mean, yeah, it was a venom, but they you know they could have used yeah. other people. They could I mean, have. like, yeah, like yeah, like Spider-Man's villains can actually have their own franchises. I mean Joker probably could too. I mean, yeah. but I mean, but they even they have a Morbius movie, they have a Venom movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's another guy too. Is there somebody else that's getting a movie? I feel like somebody else is getting a movie, but I can't remember. There's a Spider-Man person. But, right. Well, I mean, it's because like Spider-Man's kind of like that mid-level guy. He's not cosmic, so yeah. you don't have to worry about. Well, we have to have like a city being destroyed, like in Superman movies. And he's not street level, so it's not like just like you know guys in costumes beating each other up you get some some you know some some spectacles some superpowers but it's not too much where it can make you a little bit removed from it like you know as cool as it sounds watching gods collide can get a little bit boring after a while yes yeah, Snyder cut yes it can oh <laughs> uh we talked about this a little bit about the three spider-man so i'll just ask you you kind of gave your points on that but i'll ask you what was your favorite moment involving all three? When they all jumped up, like jumped into battle. Like that was that awesome. Was, yeah, I cheered. I definitely cheered. I was so excited. That, no, like, like seriously, that like that's the cap lifting Molnir moment. I mean, I was like, 
this you have to be in the theater for. Like this, like, that, that right there. Happy. But it was something about it. It's like, yeah, let's go, you know? Well, uh, it, I mean, I think, well, because they, they had earned that sort of bond. Like they, they, they spent like more, than, more time than I thought they would building a chemistry between the three yeah, on screen. I mean, if they if it had just been like they show up and then off they go to battle right away, it'd still be cool, but not nearly as cool. I thought uh, either for me, the the science thing when they were doing all that with their thing yeah. to, to plan for the villains, and they were kind of talking about was that the web shooter? Mo- that was the first web shooter moment, like right? They yeah, the bridge. They had a second web shooter moment, but either. Yep. Either that that time in there when they were uh, kind of all getting together and getting to know each other and everything and asking each other questions, or kind of when they were, uh, I, I think he asked about the web shooters again, and then they kind of uh, were comparing battles. Like, who's the coolest villain you fought? He's like, I fought an alien, I fought an alien. And Andrew's like, well, I never fought. <laughs> I thought that was no, no, I mean, like, the funniest line was just like, like when uh, Tom Holland said, like, like wait guys we're like doing this all wrong like you know we're not a team but like i was i was in a team like i was in the avengers and like it was, uh, uh, what told me about, i was like avengers what is that yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, and, and i think andrew said is, is that a rock band were you in a rock band? yeah That's yeah great. i mean like 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 that like that line landed like perfectly because it was just of course those guys don't have avengers there's yeah. nobody else in their world but them they can't call anybody like their world is like a lot closer to ours where they're the only you know thing that's different yeah i thought that 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 part was really good and then maybe if maybe when um i like the fact my son said this too um that i'll just call them by their real names because it's harder to do it spider-man yeah. one spider-man two spider-man three but uh toby spider-man stopped tom holland spider-man from killing yeah him. that was great i love oh. that it wasn't Oh, don't do this, Peter. You know they'd already. No, he was going to do it. He was going to straight up murder him. And they (laughs) got the gun, and they're about to kill him, and then they drop it and walk away. It's like no, he was going to kill him, and he had to physically. I think you might have said this today. He had to physically use his spider powers to stop Toby. Did stop, and I thought that was fantastic. uh, uh, Subverting a trope. Yep, because like you know, they could have gone all Snyder and just had him like you know behead him with the glider and like uh, be like, well, sometimes you got to make the hard choice. It's like. Not every battle like this has to end with the hero killing the villain, yeah. especially when you spent the whole movie saying how you're not going to kill Not going to do it. You're not going to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your ninth point was that Aunt May dying would normally anger me, but I understand Peter had to lose the one close person that he couldn't just start over with at square one again. And since we never saw Peter lose Uncle Ben, it's kind of fitting that he watched him lose Aunt May. I thought I agree with that, too. I also think maybe it should have happened like in the first movie or not, not necessarily her die, but I don't know. It is weird to have a Spider-Man and not have an uncle Ben. Like I really never noticed it until that movie. Well, and- you know why it is because every time you see, and it's weird, it's weird, but fitting that we keep going back like Batman and Superman. Cause those are the only two heroes you can really draw comparisons from yeah. is that every Batman movie, every Superman movie, or at least every, you know, uh, every, every time they start over either of those two guys, you always get Crime Alley, you always get Krypton. You always get the origin. Yep. This was the first time we didn't get the origin. And I like it. I'm sick of, I am sick of Uncle Ben dying. I am sick of Krypton exploding. I am sick of crime. Batman. I think Batman's parents been murdered more than any (laughs) (laughs) in fiction, but I do. But then it's like, 
we did miss a little bit Uncle Ben. And I thought about, I was like, I need to watch Homecoming because I need to, again, and see like, what was his impetus for, I don't even remember what Tom Holland's impetus for becoming Spider-Man was, but I'm tired of being, was he just Spider-Man? I don't remember. I, I think it was something like Tony Stark discovered him somehow. Oh yeah, in Civil War, like yeah, he just yeah. discovered him, right? Yeah, well, so yeah, like through through some sort of science thing. I um kind yeah, of it's kind of and it, 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 do that, but then that it, it was a nice bow tie because you're a comic book person. Spot if there's any a superhero that ever had a mission statement, Spider Man with great power comes with great responsibility, and we hadn't heard that line in there. And I think the MCU hides a lot of the uh nitpicks that you would have about it not being first of all tom holland is such a good spider-man he's such he's like a kid so you like it and it's the essence of the character without being overtly the essence of the character which having uncle ben having to say with great power comes responsibility the mcu and the way they tell stories it makes it okay for that i think if they hadn't said that in 2002 with toby mcguire i would have might walk out of the theater <laughs> you know yeah. Well, yeah because like i mean well and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had the hardest job. He, yep. he was the one that had to set the mold. He's like the Sean Connery of this. Not that he's like, you know, as it held in as high esteem for yeah, Spider-Man. Saying, no, yeah. Connery is with Bond, but like he set the mold and then everyone else sort of built off that in live action. So um, yeah, like it's, uh, it's it, like uh, Aunt May dying. I mean, it worked. It it's hard. Like, it worked. Yeah, it worked. I mean, it does suck that there were only two women in, like, you know, in this in this movie, and oh, yeah, and like, you know, half of them die. Um, <laughs> like, that's true. That never happens with the guys. So. Yeah, that, that is true too. Yeah, there were there weren't a lot of women, and they actually did die. And maybe they can add to that, and because in the comics, there's a lot of. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, like, yeah. There, there's, there's still, there's. Yeah. I mean, like, you could even bring in the Spider Women, like. Uh, Jessica Drew and um, I'm forgetting the first one's name, but uh, like there's there are tons of female characters that could you know migrate yeah. over there and like be used in some way. And even in Spider Man, there's usually I can't remember her name, but there's usually a cop that he's with. More than one, but lately there's one in the game, and lately there's more popular. I want to say Montoya, but it's not. But that's Batman. But there's usually a female cop that he deals. Oh, with. Uh, um, Black Cat. No, I don't, I don't know who I'm talking. Yes, about. I can't remember her name either. I just think of Montoya from Batman. But yeah, they definitely could have used some uh, female diversity. But uh, the last scene, or I guess the uh, the extra scene, the after credit. I'm not counting that trailer as an after credit. For that was a full on trailer. I mean that that was like I was like, when do we start doing this? That's gratuitous. I don't understand. That's not a storytelling vehicle. Now I understand uh, in a, in a cynical world in the watch group that they would say the after credits are advertisement, but they are part of the story. This was yeah. just a trailer with Doctor. It has Strange. nothing to do with like the Spider Man story at all. At all. Just, at all. Here's, no, no here's the next thing to pay money for. This and is yeah, in the comics you get a five page preview or something else. That's basically what they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also they gave away too much of that movie. It's like we didn't need to see Evil Strange. This yeah, that was, that was a lie. That my crowd did gasp, but that was a lie. But uh, you said that last point that Eddie Brock is back in the Sony verse, or is he still in the MCU? Good question. Can't imagine that Stinger was strictly for jokes. Like that's what I don't understand about that. Um, you did that in Venom Two, and it was really cool. And then I guess Eddie and Venom had no desire to go up and talk to Spidey. Or I don't know what the time frame of that is, but it was kind of hard to understand Venom's voice in the theater. I was like, "What is he actually saying?" I heard. I feel like it's a wasted opportunity. I know maybe Venom wasn't supposed to be in the movie, but like, 
could we have teased it? So you teased something and then you just took it back. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's, so I know that like, um, so that bartender he was talking to, uh, um, do you watch Ted Lasso? No, <laughs> I do not. Oh, okay. Well, like th- that guy, th- that guy is not just some random guy. That's, th- that guy is an actor. Th- that actor is also on Ted Lasso. He's like okay. a soccer player. So, so, uh, and I forget what his name is. Um, Daniel Rojas. Uh, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm trying to stop all people of color from watching Ted Lasso. But oh yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's some deeply problematic things with it. It's a soccer um, show. No doubt. What, what and, yeah. Which is weird because soccer itself is not. Yeah, it's soccer. not. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> Colonize is gonna colonize, but another podcast. <laughs> so, but but yeah, but but that guy is somebody, and so okay. it's like um, when that little symbiote, like you know, like that little splash remained behind after Venom disappeared, uh, and then started like you know moving toward the bartender. It it. Oh, I see. Too- oh, I didn't think about it. He was moving, he was moving towards him. He could. Be yeah. So then, so then, like, if if that guy is gonna be the new Venom for the MCU, then. That could be, it's basically Marvel's way of having its cake and eating too, because Venom is clearly going back to the Sony-verse. Like, that's Sony's. Marvel does not play with that. It would conflict with, I mean, they could do the whole thing. They have the two heroes. They don't really like each other. Then they come together at the end. But I I, want to see Venom be a villain against Spider-Man, at least at first. Yeah, I mean, so, but like, uh, I think uh, if you, you, uh, so basically what I think it is, is that, they want to be able to have a symbiote for the MCU while, ha- while keeping the symbiote for Sony because that's the agreement they made. And Sony's not going to give up, like, Sony's not going to give up their piece of the Spider-Man pie. It's too valuable. Yeah. So they're going to do Morbius. They're going to do, um, you know, uh, Venom 3, I'm sure. Um, I think going forward, though, with Spider-Man having, like, what looks like the classic suit. I mean, it's like a, like a regular, yeah. uh, at the end, I was like, that looks straight out of the comic books more than any other costume I've ever seen on, like, on screen before. And, and he's poor and he's back in New York and he's local again. I mean, basically it's like he went to three movies to get to the starting point that the other two guys can normally start off at where, yeah. where he's like at the bottom of the social scale and he's struggling to make ends meet. And that's classic which is good. Yeah, I mean, they could just recast Tom Holland if he's, like, done with it. And, like, just be like, okay, now Spider-Man's just, uh, you know, what you've always known. Yeah. Like, you know, it's so... A lot he's... of money, and it's a lot of fame and popularity for him to drop that role. He keeps saying maybe it's time. I don't know if he's getting that from Marvel or if he feels like it, but keep going. We like you, Tom. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, honestly, the only way I can see him not wanting to do it anymore if, is if Zendaya's just like, I'm done with this. I was like, all right, I'm done too. <laughs> that's the only way I can see him stopping is like uh, if that happens I mean I I do love their on-screen chemistry and it's not, not a surprise that there's off-screen one as well yeah they do have really good that's part of it too they have a really good uh, um any any uh any dream sort of dream scenario for a Spider-Man sequel they've like Sony Sony or, or MCU they've given me everything I could possibly imagine with that that's so rare to say as a comic book fan um what, what would I want from it? Well, I thought I was going to have Spider-Man leading the, the, the Avengers in Phase 4 the whole time, so I've kind of reset it. I don't think I... Uh, outside of maybe a... And this is like a low... Like a Jameson come-to-Jesus moment where he maybe he shows that Peter, he realizes Spider-Man's okay or that Peter's okay. Hmm. Um, or maybe Gwen Stacy. If Gwen Stacy were to show up, I don't know. I mean, but, I think there's been enough time between Spider-Man... 
Amazing Spider-Man 2 and whenever the next one comes out that they could probably, you know, try to introduce that. Um, I have one. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a... I'm really surprised they have not tried this yet. Um, and this is... And they're actually now in a position... Well, actually, no, I do know why they haven't done it because of the whole MCU and Avengers and stuff complicating things. But uh, going... Like, if there's another solo Spider-Man movie and I don't care if it's Peter or... Well, okay, f- Okay, I'm going to stop right now and, and just go. Number one is Miles Morales. <laughs> they can give me my, live action Miles Morales. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm taking that off. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, that's separate from the, yeah. From, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, right. That's that, 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 that's actually not a Peter Parker thing. So, I was that's going to happen. Something. Yeah, but like, I think that they probably won't give us that as long as the animated the animated trilogy has to wrap up and that's then they'll probably give us that. Um, so, but for Peter Parker, uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, that would be cool. I mean, you'd have to adapt it a little bit and, like, you know, ch- tweak some things around because, you know, um, lots of things are different since the, that book came out. But when I read that, and I was like, this is Spider-Man? This is so dark. This is yeah, so, like, you know, this is so not like anything that had come before. And this kind of feels like this is where Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to go. It, it's not going to go into the, you know, bright, quippy, um, you know, fun-filled MCU yeah, so much as it's going to go a little bit more toward what Sony's been doing. And maybe Kingpin, maybe if Kingpin came to that world, that would be pretty cool. I mean, he's in that world technically, but it'd be cool if, if he was, because there's some Kingpin, Daredevil stolen, but Spidey and Kingpin go way back. Yeah, that's good too. Um, oh, and then there's Maximum Carnage. If you wanted to have Spider-Man, Venom, all and out, yeah. together, that's, I mean, you'd have to change that quite a bit, but. And I, I, I want to say the Clone Saga, but I like that a lot better than most people did, but I don't think. Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of far away from where they are right now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and also if you don't stick the landing on that, then you destroy. <laughs> that's not easy. Them. That's not an easy one at all, and especially if you make that crazy decision they did. But yeah. all right, man, this has been great, Justin. Um, yeah, I liked it. Something else, a lot. Some big kind of movie comes out, uh, folks. So just remember to rate and subscribe the podcast. And thank you, Justin. Uh, any parting words? Any last? words i just want to say that um speaking as a gen xer who remembers when it was not cool to like comic books to like superheroes to like anything nerd culture it is so weird to be living in this day and age where it is like the driving pop culture engine like not just the mcu but like dc and like you know image comic books or that i like superheroes and now just openly embrace it or, you know, and, and what's great is that there doesn't seem to be much of the gatekeeping thing. It was like, well, I was a fan of it when it wasn't cool. Yeah, like, nobody oh, really cares. More the merrier. Yeah, yeah, I like Just this come stuff. on in. More the merrier. It really yeah, is. Marvel exactly. It's like, join the bandwagon. It's like, I'm not, gate, I'm not gatekeeping shit. I well, want you to like, like this stuff. The only people that are they're into comics people, but they're not that bad because they're like, well, you know, in the comics, he's really shut the fuck up. More people see, you know, I love comics, but you know, like millions more people see, you know. Yeah. So, but so yeah, it's it's a happy. It, yeah, it, 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 it's like what a time to be alive. So. It really is, and like I, I tell people all the time, it's like from playing with toys and pretending and pretending to be Superman in the yard and and reading these comic books, and you really actually see this stuff come to life. It, it's really unbelievable for our comics fans. But yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. We'll yeah. do it again, all right? Yeah, loved it, man. Love to do it again.